You're listening to the AdCast with your host, Eric Elliott. Welcome to the AdCast. I am, I'm fanning out right now. I'm fanning out um, because I have one of my favorite people on LinkedIn, uh, one of my favorite content creators on the line. I'm not just saying that, Kyle, I'm not just saying that. Like I literally am in your LinkedIn every day. So you probably see like Eric Kelly's viewing your profile like every day because I'm looking to see what kind of content you are putting up. Today on the AdCast, we have none other than Mr. Kyle Jepson. He is the guru, the professional, the sales, the coach, the everything when it comes to HubSpot. He's actually the senior inbound sales professor at HubSpot. I'm excited to have him on with us today, and we're going to talk all about HubSpot. Kyle, thank you for being a guest, and welcome to the AdCast, man. How are you today? Good. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, hopefully I didn't talk you too much, talk you up too much with, that, with that intro, right? Yeah, yeah, you got to tell everybody I'm I'm terrible. I'm this kind of mediocre guy who's wasting away in Boston. Okay. Then I, if I say anything smart, they'll be impressed. Oh, come on. So now, full disclosure, I'll tell you guys that our agency, VIP Marketing, is actual HubSpot users. We're HubSpot users and we're HubSpot believers and adopters. And I definitely wanted to have Kyle on today and talk about the platform, all the amazing things that the platform can do. Uh, but I think first, uh, one of the things that people would love to know is like, who is Kyle Jepson? Who's Kyle? Yeah, well, um, I'm Kyle. I work at HubSpot. Uh, HubSpot is a software company. Obviously, we create the CRM platform, um, but we have this sort of educational branch called HubSpot Academy. And that's mm. where I work. Uh, my, my title professor, I, I'm a content creator for HubSpot Academy. We make these free online courses. Um, and my main heading is to teach people how to use the HubSpot software, specifically salespeople, how to use the HubSpot software. I create a lot of courses and material around that. But because HubSpot really focuses on small and mid-sized businesses who want to grow, um, I, I get to also, by extension, make a lot of just sales best practices videos. So I've created courses on sales enablement and, and revenue operations and, and sales management. Anything that I, I can make a, a case will help our customers right. grow um, and, and use HubSpot better and succeed in their own missions and goals, um, I'm able to make and create an offer for free. And so that's, that's my job. That's what HubSpot pays me to do. Um, uh, the LinkedIn piece is, is just sheer passion project. Um, HubSpot oh, I feel, I, and I feel it, man. I feel it through, right, right <laughs> through the computer. Yeah. So uh, HubSpot Academy, all, all the courses I make there are very, um, we, we put a lot of work into production. We are scripting, we are editing, we are reviewing, we are, uh, you know, we're recording with a fancy camera and nice mics and stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, that's great. I, I love what we do, but I have just this raw passion for HubSpot's tools and mission. Uh, our mission is to help mm. millions of organizations grow better. We, we want people to understand that the HubSpot tools are designed to help companies grow. And we're, we have, we don't work on a normal like sprint cycle, right? HubSpot releases new features almost daily. And that's great because the tool is always improving, but it's hard because nobody in the world can keep up with it. And so I- uh, No, that's true, that's true. A video on yep. LinkedIn, nearly every business day with some new feature that has just come out. And for me, it's, I'm so excited, right? I just turn on my webcam <laughs> and I rant about how exciting this new feature is, do a quick screen recording to show people what it is. And uh, it turns out HubSpot customers really like that. <laughs> so I've been doing I, I that for, for a couple of years now. And, and that is, I think, what I'm more known for than the actual work I do for HubSpot Academy. Uh, oh, man. If, if anyone's listening to you right now, they probably feel that energy right now, Kyle. <laughs> um, uh, you, you mentioned uh, a few times you mentioned the word free. And I think uh, there's always skepticism when people hear the word free. Oh, it's free. Really? I mean, <laughs> tell me about that. I mean, is it, is it really free? I mean, tell me about that, the whole why is it free? And tell me about that aspect of it. Okay. Yeah. So, and honestly, especially when it comes to education, I feel like HubSpot Academy is pretty unique in this regard. I have a lot of admiration for, for the, the other ed tech companies out there, you know, Coursera and Udemy and Udacity and, and Skillshare and all these places you can go to learn things, but because that's all they do, they have to figure out how to monetize the education. Like that's just the nature of it, right? If you're going to be in business, you got to make money somewhere. Yeah. HubSpot is a software right. company. We make our money off the software. People pay a subscription to use our tools. And uh, so the education piece, we can just give away for free. 
Um, we, we have no education that we charge for. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not just gated to HubSpot customers anyway, either. Anyone who wants to come learn sales from me or learn marketing from some of my colleagues or, or, or customer service or whatever thing can just come do it. And for HubSpot as a business, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense, actually, because we mm-hmm. are, for, for our, our courses that aren't about HubSpot, right, just like my sales management course, here's just how to be a good sales manager that doesn't talk about HubSpot at all. Um, anyone, any high-performing sales rep who just got pushed into the manager role and has no idea what they're doing and Google's how do you be a good sales manager comes and finds that, takes it, upskills, starts taking other courses for HubSpot Academy and eventually figures out like, hey, this company has a CRM, (laughs) right? Like, uh, and when they get in that decision maker seat, maybe they, maybe they choose to move, right? And and so um, HubSpot Academy is a very powerful lead generation tool for us on that side. And then all the training videos and things I make to teach people how to use our software helps our actual paying customers be more successful, helps them retain better and stick around so that because so often people buy tools and they can't figure out how to get any value out of them. Right. And HubSpot Academy uh, that's, to solve that problem. Uh, we're, we're guilty of that. And I've told you that right even before the call. You're, you're absolutely yeah. right. And, and uh, so um, you, you get I, just to, to kind of put a bow on it. HubSpot Academy, we don't charge for any of our content, but it still like makes good financial sense for HubSpot because it's pulling in a lot of new leads. It's helping our customers be more satisfied and stick around longer. And so money does come in because of HubSpot Academy, even though nobody ever pays anything ever to, to take a HubSpot Academy course. Wow. So, but there's different levels to HubSpot as well. I mean, there's a sales portion, there's a marketing yeah. portion, there's the operational portion. So now, now Kyle, it seems like uh, HubSpot kind of has you covered in all facets of your business. Now tell, tell me about that and the different types of uh, platforms that you have with HubSpot. Yeah, for sure. So HubSpot, we, we really want to own for small and mid-sized businesses, uh, what we call the front office. So uh, that's that's anything interacting with your customers. We have marketing tools. That's where HubSpot got its start. We've been doing that for a long time. We have sales tools, which was kind of the second suite of tools we built. We, we now have service tools. And as you mentioned, tools for operations folks. We have a CMS for building websites. Um, that is where we play. The, the place that companies interact with their customers, is. we just want to make that as, as awesome and pleasant as possible for both the people using our tools and the customers they're serving. Really like what we believe is that the way a company succeeds in the modern world is by serving their customers so well that their customers go out and tell their friends, hey, come buy from this company, right? Uh, I agree. I think we've all had that experience of you call into the customer success department or or customer support department, whether it's it's for a B2B product for your, your business or just your cable subscription or whatever, and it's like you're introducing yourself to these people for the first time, even if you've been their customer for 10 years. You've got to tell them everything about you. You've got to tell them all the backstory. And, and you just reboot that conversation every time you come in. And we really want to enable companies to, to give you that feel like, uh, it, in my mind, I have like the small town diner in my head where you can just like walk in and say, give me the usual, you know? And they're like, oh yeah, I know this guy. <laughs> he likes this particular sandwich with this particular drink, right? Like how awesome would it be if every time you called into whatever business they would be like oh hey eric thanks for calling again did you get that problem resolved with you i saw i see a couple months ago you called in about this thing is you know like that would be just be great (laughs) right that is what wants to do wow that's that's amazing i I love the uh, whole comparison to like the small town town diner feel now now kyle you mentioned earlier that i mean you're you're releasing content uh, daily. I mean, I've seen you, I remember, I, I can remember specifically, I was in Greenville, South Carolina, we were on production <laughs> and, and you had released, uh, I think it was playbooks. I think when playbooks yeah. had actually come to, uh, to HubSpot sales professional or marketing professional. And cause normally it was like in the enterprise level, right? Yeah. So these are, these are big items that you guys are making available for even those smaller size, uh, those smaller size businesses. And these are, this is a big deal. So when I saw you do that, I was like, I was like, gosh, he made me want to just, I just pulled up my computer and like, like, what is he talking about? Let me, let me see this, this whole playbook. So why is it that you guys are just constantly releasing new updates? I mean, tell me, tell me, what's the reason behind that, Kyle? Yeah. I I mean, I, historically, I don't know exactly how this was decided. I've been at HubSpot. Uh, I, 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 it's seven years this month. Um, and uh, I remember 
being a new hire and being in like orientation class, right? And and some leader of the product or engineering team or whatever was standing up there answering questions about how HubSpot developed software. And I remember right. one of my fellow new hires raised their hand and was like, "What's what's your what, what's your sprint cycle length?" And and the guy who was answering the question was like, "We don't have one." He's like, no, 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 you must have like some sprint cycle. Like, is it every two weeks, every one week, every month? Like, do you have a big quarterly release? And he's like, no, we, every <laughs> engineer at HubSpot, uh, it ha has access to when they're done with a feature, just ship it. They just publish it. <laughs> and so as new things wow. are ready, we send it out. And, and that's one of the, like HubSpot, one of the things that makes HubSpot such a remarkable company to to work for is that it has this level of trust and gives this freedom, this autonomy to individual employees to just do what they think is right. Right. That's, that's, that's why awesome. I do my LinkedIn stuff. Right. Like I didn't ask anyone's permission. I didn't check in with the legal department and was like, Hey, is it okay if I start pumping some of these new features? I was just like, Hey, our customers can't keep up with our development. You know, like what if somebody yeah. told them when new things came out and uh, it's just been great. And so like HubSpot, this idea, that phrase I use, ship it, has been mm -hmm. built into our engineering department from the very earliest days. And, mm -hmm. and the idea has just been, you know, we're going to move fast. We're going to give things to our customers as quickly as we can. And, and, and I will say, in the, in the seven years I've been here, I've definitely seen us, uh, early on, we made some mistakes. <laughs> right? We had some, uh, some pretty serious... Uh, every happens. company does. But every now, company does. Yeah. Now we have figured out how to scale this. We have we have systems in place. Every engineering team has this set of priorities they work on. We call the mainsail. And like you have to, reliability and security, those things have to be in place for your product before you can start adding fancy bells and whistles. But as long as you're hitting whatever benchmarks for security mm -hmm. and reliability uptime, if your product is performing well, then by all means, if you're an engineer, add new features that you think will be valuable to our customers. Um, and, uh, and now Kyle Jepson will be on the other end to let them know they exist. Uh, are, are are you surprised at how fast like uh, your channel has grown and, and the audience that you're gathering? Yeah, um, I've I've been so I came into this accidentally, honestly. Uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago, um, Daniel Curran, who is a HubSpot partner, he created a tool called Org Chart Hub, which is this integration that only exists in HubSpot. He posted a LinkedIn post saying, "Hey, HubSpot users, what do you think is the most underrated feature inside of HubSpot?" And, um, mm -hmm. and everybody was leaving comments. Um, and I came to say the snippets tool. The snippets is this really great tool inside of HubSpot oh, yeah. where you can just like store little bits of text and then use it in emails or in a quote you're generating or in a note you're writing or it's just lots of different places. Um, but somebody had already said snippets. And so I, I put a little thought into it. And I was like, well, HubSpot has this deduplication tool. We use a little bit of machine learning to, uh, to try to identify contact or company records that might be duplicates. And we give you a list and you can work through it and say, yes, this is a duplicate. No, this is not a duplicate. And then you get clean data and the machine gets smarter so it can help you find more duplicates in the future. I mentioned that in response. And so many people responded to my comment. It was like, what's that? What? I didn't, that, huh? Where is that? And I was trying to think of like how to write in a LinkedIn comment. Okay, click on this button and then click on that. And I was like, you know what? I'll just right. click video. So I posted a quick video. It was like, hey, yesterday I posted a comment about the deduplication tool. Seems like a lot of people don't know what that is. Let me just give you a quick screen recording. It was like a 90 second video and it kind of blew up and everyone was like, do more, do more. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what else to do. And so I just went right. back to Daniel's post and was like, there were all these comments, all these people talking about their favorite underrated HubSpot tools and I started making videos about it. And what I realized was HubSpot has so many tools, no customer knows what all of them are, right? I, I, so I've been a HubSpot user for six years, six years. And I'm just now figuring things out, you know? And, and, and I think to me, that's a great thing because I, I continue to discover and rediscover the platform, you know? And, yeah. and so when I see new things coming out from you, it's like, wow, I have this ability. And then, you know, I started thinking about it. I was like, you know what? This system is so great that they use it on us when we actually are coming to them for a free CRM. So they're using yeah. the system on us. We're able to see exactly how effective it is by how they're using it on us. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a, an incredible journey <laughs> for a while. I, I was just posting these LinkedIn videos, like, 
here's a tool I think you should know about. Here's a thing that people, but like I, eventually after a few months of doing it daily, I ran out of steam. And then I just started like <laughs> reaching out to the engineering team saying, what's new, what's new, what's new, what's new, what's new? And right. something was always new, <laughs> right? And so that is what my channel is now. It is almost exclusively just new product announcements. And I, I have uh, been pretty much daily. Um, I, I've done close to 300 videos at this point <laughs> and, wow. uh, and no end in sight, you know? So when, like, was it really born for you? How about like during quarantine time? You know, cause everyone had more time at home. I mean, did you find yourself like really discovering like, you know, I can create more content to really help benefit these users. I mean, did, was that I, a time for you where you really yeah, saw no, so things differently? That, yeah. So I, I, I think that original post from Daniel, when I first started doing this, I think it was like November, December, 2020. And so I, mm -hmm. I was working from home at that point. And, and I have often wondered if I went back to working in the office, how would I do these videos? <laughs> right? Because if I'm like <laughs> jumping up and down and talking really loud and waving my hands in the air and other people are sitting around me trying to work like, <laughs> here at home, it's, it's fine. Right. <laughs> like uh, it's going to yeah. be okay. So um, yeah, I, I think that is a, a big part of this. I, I don't know if this would have happened if that work from home revolution of mm -hmm. well that we're still going through right now. Um, if it hadn't happened, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be doing HubSpot tip and tricks chips and tricks videos well what you know you talked about you know i think this month you're going to be there at seven seven years this month so what brought you to hubspot <laughs> do you want the long version or the short version uh, i want it i want it all kyle i want these folks to know you because everyone feels like we feel like we're invited into kyle jepson's living room every time there's a new you, <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah well um i mean i uh so in in college i studied linguistics. I fell in love with it. I wanted to be a university professor. Um, and so my plan was, as soon as I graduate with my undergrad, I'm going on to grad school. I'm going to be a professor. I'm going to live in the ivory tower, research and teach, tenure track. That was the dream. Wow. Um, but as an undergrad, I got married. Uh, my wife and I, we, we've been uh, married 12 years now. Um, and uh, she was a year behind me in school. And so I couldn't go off to grad school without her, right? And so I just oh. like, what can I do? And I got this sales job at a SaaS company in, in Utah, which is where we went to school. And uh, I, I, it was this kind of early stage SaaS company. And I got to do a little bit of everything, right? I did sales for a little mm -hmm. while. I moved to like account management and then I moved into technical support. And I ended up staying for three years just because the fast paced, you know, problem solving, very flexible environment of it just made me come alive. Um, but yeah. ultimately I decided like sticking with the dream, going to, you know, a grad school. Um, and so I applied to a bunch of places and we ended up moving to Boston where we now live. And I've got to say, after three years at a tech startup, going to higher ed was tough. Everything was so mm. slow and hierarchical and rigid and like there was, I was studying linguistics and there were exciting things I wanted to research, but like, I wasn't allowed to do my own research. I had to help my professors with their research and I had to ask permission to do things. And it was wow. just, it was hard, <laughs> right? Like it, it wasn't everything I had hoped. Um, and so I did not love grad school. I finished my, my two years master's degree um, and my wife and I fell in love with Boston. So we decided we want to stay here and raise our kids here. Um, but I, I really wanted to get back into tech. Um, and, uh, I found HubSpot, fell in love with the culture of it, got hired as just a support rep, um, for the CRM. So this is 2015 HubSpot launched our CRM wow. in, in the fall of 2014. So the, 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 summer of 2015, when I came on the, the CRM was la less than a year old. I was on this little support team that was just supporting this new beta, um, CRM and, uh, eventually, uh, the, the leaders of HubSpot were like, you know, if we're going to have uh, HubSpot Academy already existed and was teaching marketing stuff and they're like, mm -hmm. we need someone to teach how to use the CRM and some sales best practices. And all the folks on HubSpot Academy were like, we haven't even seen the CRM. We, we've never used it. We can't teach people. And so they asked the manager of my team, hey, is there anyone on your team that you think would like to teach this stuff? And he was like, well, Kyle wanted to be a university professor. And I know he has a little bit of sales <laughs> experience. Like, why don't you wow. ask him? And so they basically offered me the job. They're like, hey, will you come over to HubSpot Academy and teach people? And I was like, are you kidding me? This is, this is everything I ever wanted, right? Like, 
I get to research and teach and I get to work at a tech company. Like, yes, <laughs> sign me up. Oh so my gosh, man. You, you have, that is amazing. Yeah. And it was just one of those things where it really felt like, like uh, uh, Providence, right? Like just everything, I, everything lined up. Um, when I, when I mm-hmm. left, uh, after I graduated from my master's degree, I looked at education technology companies, right? I really wanted to marry education and tech and I just couldn't find a role that really matched that. Um, but I really liked how side of the company. So I signed up and then nine months later, I have the title of professor, right? Like I, I sort of cheated to get here. I, know, I have lots of friends who are still in academia who are like stuck in postdocs and like associate adjunct roles trying to get that professor title. I, I feel a little bad sometimes, but I, I really love my job. Um, and I think I will be here forever. Man, Kyle, man, that's, that's amazing. And it's also inspiring as well, man. I mean, that's, uh, you can feel your energy, man. And I, I love yeah. it, man. Uh, um, you know, quick question, you know, like it, it's, it's easier now to start a business more than it's ever been. I mean, you can go on something like a legal zoom and start a business, but it, it's not so easy to grow it, you know? No. Uh, so what are some of the challenges that you've seen people have and, and, and HubSpot actually help with those. Yeah, uh, so I think um, you are right. It is easier to start a business than it's ever been before. And there's also this proliferation of, of business tools, right? Like if you're starting mm-hmm. a business and you need accounting software and email and a CRM and a website, like you have hundreds of options in each of those categories and mm-hmm. new ones coming out every month, <laughs> right? Oh, um, absolutely. And, and I think something that HubSpot really does uniquely well is simplify some of that options by giving you a package deal. And and HubSpot, like every CRM wants to be everything to their clients, right? Like they, mm-hmm. but, but mo- the, kind of the standard playbook for founding a CRM company is you start with one thing uh, that you do really well. And then through acquisitions and mergers, you cobble together this solution that does a little bit of everything, but not really mm-hmm. in any sort of unified way, right? Like you, yep. you see a, a company like, well, I, I won't name company names, but like they, they either well, start- we, like, we know of many, we yeah, know of many. We, we, are, we are customer service software, and now we have purchased a marketing software, or we are an email marketing software, and now we have purchased this, this uh, customer database thing. And like HubSpot, we have built everything in-house. Nothing in HubSpot came into HubSpot wow. through- a merger and acquisition. And because of that, it all works together the way you would expect it to, right? And if you are in one mm-hmm. part of the, the, the system and you're, you're filling in customer information, then you go to another part of the system, that customer information is going to be exactly the same. It's going to look exactly the same because there's not like an integration between two different customer databases. There's just simply one customer database that all the tools will run off of. And so uh, when, you, when you look at that, and then when you look at all the tools we started building on top of it, we have, uh, uh, you mentioned the playbooks tool, right? We, we have also um, just a, a bunch of, we have a, a quote generation tool that we recently did a lot of updates to. So you can make really beautiful proposals and quotes right inside of HubSpot. Suddenly mm-hmm. to start and grow your business, you don't have to purchase a CRM and then a quoting tool and then an email tool and then a playbooks tool and then all the other a marketing tool and a website, tool, right? Like you could just, buy all the HubSpot things and have it all in one interconnected system. And more importantly, have it all flowing through a single contact database. And now, regardless of where your contacts interact with you, whether your sales rep has a phone call with them or your marketing team sends an email to them or your service team had a support ticket with them or they visited your website and filled out a form, that is all in one unified space. And that's going to cut down so much on, on the confusion and the, and the, 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 the silos that, uh, that form between different departments where famously marketing and sales never have any idea what each other are working on, right? Because they're in marketing right. is in their marketing automation software and sales is in their CRM and, and never the twain shall meet, right? Whereas if it's all in one system, um, then, you know, the sales rep hops on to, opens the, the contact record in HubSpot getting ready for their phone call. And they're like, oh, wow, this person just received this whatever marketing newsletter. Um, maybe I won't send another email that duplicates that same information, right? Like maybe mm-hmm, I could just mm-hmm. on the call, talk to them about this newsletter and see if it was helpful. And if it's not, unsubscribe them from it. Um, it, it just, it, it makes everything so much smoother. And it's one less thing. You're like, 
it's, it seems like if, if you are a, a solo entrepreneur and you're starting a company in the modern software space, it feels like almost your first hire should be an IT person to help you control all this stuff, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and HubSpot saves you that trouble, right? You can just start with HubSpot. And, and we, we have really leaned into integrations. We recognize we can't do everything. I mentioned we want to be a front office solution, right? You're not going to see us develop like an accounting software or, or like an employee headcount management HR software, right? That's back office stuff. But we have integrations with those systems. And so even that can, can all be flowing through HubSpot. You, you know, uh, we talked about this earlier too, that there are a lot of different systems and this kind of dovetails on what you said. Like there are a lot of different systems, like different scheduling systems or different yeah. task manager systems that people are buying. And before you know it, you're buying probably five or six different pieces of SaaS just to make one thing that you can probably get within your platform. Um, yeah. Do you think, do you think there's a fear that some people have like, uh, like it may be cumbersome because it does so many things? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think that's a justified fear. Honestly, I keep worrying that will happen because HubSpot keeps adding stuff, but it hasn't yet. Uh, it, it so far, like we have really invested in, in user experience and, and, and UI and, and we, we pride mm -hmm. ourselves on having kind of this consumer grade user interface where like so often if you buy an enterprise solution, right? If you're using a, a Salesforce or a Workday or a, a Greenhouse or, or whatever it is, like you, you know, it's powerful. You know, it can do all right. the things you need to do to, to run your business. But man, finding the right button to click can take a while sometimes, right? Whereas if you sign up Absolutely. for Facebook or Gmail or uh, Instagram, like one of these consumer apps, they've got it figured out, right? They know how to make it easy and intuitive to figure out exactly what you're doing. And that's what we're going for. We want to bring that to the B2B space. We, we don't see any reason why a business tool should be less pleasant to use than a consumer tool. And so we are working really hard on that. But one thing I will say, um, you mentioned scheduling, right? Um, kind mm -hmm. of the, I, I would say probably the best scheduling tool in the world is Calendly. Um, HubSpot mm -hmm. has a meeting scheduling tool built into it. And if you want to compare it and Calendly side by side, meeting scheduling is all Calendly does. They are going to outfeature us every day of the week, but mm -hmm. it's a standalone system, right? Ours is built into the CRM and, and there are some things Calendly can do that ours can't, but anytime anyone books a meeting with you, that's automatically recorded on their contact record. It, it, it can trigger automation to other parts of the system. Um, and frankly, if you really want to use Calendly, we have a great integration built with them and you can not use our scheduling tool and you can pay the $10 a month or whatever to use Calendly instead. But we are trying to give you the, like, especially if you're, if you, you started this whole question in the context of starting a business, right? Like yep, if yep. you're starting a business, you don't need to go shop around for a scheduling tool, right? You can just sign up for HubSpot, or HubSpot CRM. You can use our scheduling tool. You can use our quoting tool instead of buying PandaDoc or, or DocuSign or one of those. And that will be enough for you to get started, guaranteed. And if as you grow, you're wow. like, man, we really need this one super specific feature that only these specialized tools have. Well, that's why we've invested in these world-class integrations, right? We will not be offended if you decide to stop using our in-house tool and start using one of those tools and, and the integration into HubSpot. But we really want to give you a, a place to get started. And honestly, like because our engineering team is so energetic and so big and so invested, these tools are growing up. And actually, like wow. our coding tool now kind of goes toe to toe with like PandaDoc and, and, and uh, DocuSign in a way I never expected it would. I always thought we would keep it kind of this basic bare bones thing. And suddenly now you can generate these beautiful proposals and quotes. The calendar. Yeah, I saw the, that yesterday. I saw that yesterday yeah. on your post. Yeah, the meeting scheduling tool has gone the same way. Like it used to be so, so basic. And now, you know, they're rescheduling and canceling links inside the, and, and you can send proposed times and, and all of it is connected, you know, to that contact record. So it's all living in one place. And I, I, I've always said, you know, like these specialized tools, they're, they're going to be better at it than we are because they're specialized, but HubSpot mm -hmm. is starting to make me rethink that. <laughs> I don't know what the future holds. It'll be really interesting to see how we, how we grow. Now, you know, you talk about like, uh, you know, the, the platform, the engineers, you releasing content, but then also you guys, let's talk about HubSpot Academy now, uh, which is a big passion of yours. So now 
why why the need to make it free because there's so much value in there and then i see other platforms actually trying to do things like certifications like what hubspot does why is the certification so important to hubspot now yeah, so that's that's an interesting thing. There are a couple different questions there. And and there's internal conversation all the time. Should we charge for some of this stuff? Because clearly we can. Mm -hmm. And for me as a professor at HubSpot Academy, the answer is always no, we should not. Because the thing I love about it being free is is it's it's an accessibility and and equity sort of issue, right? Like I, there are mm -hmm. so many people in honestly in countries HubSpot doesn't even really serve um, that have been able to get some basic sales education or marketing education from us because it's free. And then that enabled them to go wow. get a job and start their career. And, and that is, you know, like if we start charging even just like five or $10 for our certificates, we would lose some people, right? We would get a revenue stream. Sure. But we would lose people and we would, and we would kind of lessen the impact we can have on the world. Um, and so for me as an educator, the, the, the charging for things is never the point. But to get to your question of, of why do certifications matter so much, um, depending on the market and depending on the certification, um, sometimes just to have a third party, an unbiased third party, give you a digital piece of paper that says, hey, you know some things about digital marketing or sales management right. or whatever it is. Um, can make a lot of difference for uh, for people, especially in either the early part of their career or if they're switching careers, right? Like I've been a lawyer my whole life uh, or an investment baker, and now I want to get out of that and, and I want to, you know, go <laughs> make marketing campaigns or ad campaigns or be a salesperson or whatever it is to have just something that shows uh, I'm not coming into this blind. I've, I've done a little bit to educate myself. Um, it can, it can add a lot of value for the person who is applying for the job, but also give some confidence to the person who is doing the hiring, right? Like, hmm, right. you have a lot of career experience, but not really in the field we're looking at. Um, but mm -hmm. I can see you have invested some time to learn some things from HubSpot Academy, whatever that is, right? Even if you haven't heard of yeah. it, it's like, okay, you, I can see that you have put forth effort. Um, and I think that starts, that, that does matter for something. Uh, no, no, that's huge. Um, you know, you talked about something before, you know, we're, we've always heard the funnel of your business, yeah. but then, you know, HubSpot has like this, this flywheel. So let's, let's talk about the difference between a funnel for your business and then the flywheel. Yeah. So most businesses uh, talk about themselves in terms of a funnel, which is totally reasonable. If you look at any conversion rate metric chart, uh, in whatever system you use to measure your business metrics, um, it's going to be kind of funnel shaped, right? You're going to have a lot of right. people knowing a little bit about your company, a smaller number of people actually interacting with your sales team, and then the smallest number of people becoming customers. Um, and Correct. that is that is a reality that we don't mean to to downplay at all. The the problem though with thinking about a funnel, your your company as a funnel or or a customer journey as being a funnel, is that it's very linear, right? And it seems like the start of the story is they they heard about mm -hmm. our company, and then the end of the story is they paid us some money, and now we're done. <laughs> and okay, uh, okay, that okay. Is insufficient, right? Especially in the modern world, because um, your customers now um, with with online review sites and with social media and with all these things, they are in a very impactful way telling the world what it's like to do business with your company, right? And if they are happy, very true. If they are posting on Twitter or or Facebook or wherever, LinkedIn, and saying like, man, I just bought from this company. It was an awesome experience. They gave me more than I was expecting. They're helping me every step of the way as I'm getting set up. If you're looking for a company that does whatever thing, definitely check them out. That's going to have an impact, right? Um, some people mm -hmm. are going to see that and be like, oh, I am looking for a tool that does that. And they're going to come talk to you. Some people aren't going to take any action. But then later, when they come in contact with your company, they'll be like, oh, yeah. My friend so-and-so said working with you was great and it's going to be much easier to sell to them, right? Because they already have a favorable mm -hmm. impression. Uh, but the opposite is also true. If you are ripping your customers off, if you are very hard to get a hold of when they need help, if your product doesn't do what you promised it would do, um, then they're going to tell the internet all about that. And what's going to happen- yeah, Absolutely, is, they will. No matter how hard your marketing and sales team works, if your company has this lousy reputation, and if all my friends have told me that working with your company is a, a horrible experience that I should avoid at all costs, 
you're never going to get my business, no matter how good your product is, <laughs> right? Um, and so right. what we've realized is, is it's not linear, right? Wh whether your customers are happy or sad or angry has a huge impact on your company's ability to grow. And if they are happy, if they are champions, then your customers become an extension of your marketing and sales team. And so that's why instead of a funnel, which is linear, we, we call it a flywheel, which is a circle. And, and mm -hmm. it can actually accelerate, right? It's, it's not that uh, happy customers just buy from you again, though hopefully they will. It's that they go bring more potential customers to you. They bring their friends and their network and, and referrals and all these things. And so you start to build momentum and, it, and your company grows faster and faster if you have this army of ha happy customers out in the world spreading goodwill. And the opposite is also true. If you have all these unhappy customers, you, you still have this cycle, but it goes slower and slower with each rotation because your salespeople are getting on the phone like, hey, I'm from such and such a company. I have this awesome thing I'd like to offer you. And the people answering the phone are like, mm, I've heard it's actually not awesome. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, you know, and, yeah. and so uh, that's, that's the idea of the flywheel. Um, we really think that the most important thing is, is the experience you're providing to people, not just once they're customers, but your sales process, right? It, the days yeah. are past that a salesperson can force someone into buying from them, right? Like they use these uh, really aggressive techniques to like stiff oh, arm yeah, buying a product because it used to be not so very long ago. Um, if I wanted to buy a product, it, it, you know, if I want to buy a refrigerator, um, I had to go to a refrigerator salesman and say, which is the best one? And they would say, this most expensive model is obviously the best one. Give me all your money. And yeah. I have no choice but to choose them. Now, I would never talk to a salesperson about buying a refrigerator, right? I would go on the internet. I would research the reviews and, and reliability and, and choose the one that I want best and then go buy that one, right? And that is true for every product, even B2B spaces, even enterprise spaces. More and more as time goes on, uh, your salespeople are no longer the keepers of the information. They, they, wow. All they can do, the best thing a salesperson can do in the modern world is help someone navigate all that information and make a choice that they're going to be happy with. Um, and if people then see your salespeople as like an ally, wow, this guy, he really helped me. And like, I got a product I'm happy with and it's meeting my needs. And, and he was, he was my guide through that process. Wow. Um, that's going to be so much more powerful than the few extra dollars, a, a really aggressive uh, salesperson might ring out of a potential customer who will then get really unhappy with you and, and leave and never do business with you again. Uh, I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, look at the car buying process. That's changed so much. Yeah. Uh, you, you have more people buying cars sight unseen now, yeah. or, or, you know, they just don't want to deal with the dealership because of what they've heard or what their experiences were like. Right. You know, where they're thinking the funnel mentality versus the flywheel mentality. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great point. Now you, you talked about like, you know, the goal is to be able to serve small and medium sized businesses, but what businesses have you found that HubSpot is great for? Like our agency, we work with a lot of law firms. So what the law firms do is they get legal marketing software, you know? Yeah. Um, but then some of those things could fall under HubSpot. So what, what businesses actually utilize this tool better than others that you've seen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's actually, that's a really interesting point. So uh, I, I mentioned earlier, uh, there are hundreds of, of, in any software category, there's a lot of competition now. And with CRMs, especially, um, HubSpot is kind of in the class of generalist CRMs, but there are definitely specific Got for it. law firm CRMs and specific for medical practice CRMs. And, and, uh, and it, it's a lot to, to try to navigate and weigh those pros and cons. I will say very quickly, um, HubSpot is not HIPAA compliant, right? So if you are in a medical field, uh, we can probably help you run your website and stuff, but you're going to need some HIPAA compliant software to, mm -hmm. to store your, and, and, and I'm, I'm less familiar with the legal field, but if you have specific requirements like that, um, HubSpot, I don't know. I don't know if we'll meet them or not. Um, but for just any general business, if you are starting a business, um, I definitely recommend you check out HubSpot. If for no other reason, then we have a free version. It's not a free trial. It's just a free version. You can just try out a lightweight HubSpot and use it for free as long as you want. And then if your company grows and it turns out you need more tools, hopefully you will continue to invest in HubSpot and buy more things from us. But I think that mm -hmm. is really great. Um, more recently, we have started um, investing very deeply in true mid-sized businesses. So uh, 
HubSpot itself, we have, I think, 7,000 employees globally now, um, and we use HubSpot as our CRM internally. <laughs> um, and we are um, wow. maybe our biggest customer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we have video, but if you are in that, <laughs> if, you're, if you're in that 200 to 2,000 employee range, mm-hmm. historically, HubSpot was maybe a little constricting, maybe not quite powerful enough, but if, four or five years ago, when we moved on to HubSpot and we felt all those pain points, we started fixing them really rapidly. And I can tell you that right. now, as a 7,000 person company, we're pretty happy using HubSpot. And if you are in that 200 to 2,000 employee range, um, we have been making a lot of investments there to make it a comfortable CRM for you to use. Um, mm, so if that's where you good. are. I would definitely recommend checking us out. One thing we are not, we, we have from our beginning and forever are focused on small and mid-sized businesses. If you are 50,000 person company, you know, if you're Boeing or if you're Amazon, I don't know how to tell you this. We don't care about you. <laughs> we, we think you're going to be fine uh, using Salesforce or Dynamics or whatever you choose, right? Uh, we really want to help the, the, the smaller up to, up to 2,000 employee uh, companies compete against mm-hmm. those guys, right? We want to we give tools wow. to these, these companies that want to scale and grow and change the world and disrupt the incumbents. That's what we want to do. And so if, if you're a huge company, you, you, I, we recognize you would probably pay us millions of dollars to build something that you could use, but like, that's not what we're in it for. We would rather help the millions good point. of small and mid-sized businesses uh, grow and compete. And so we are very focused on scale. If you are a small business, 10 employees, and you're, you anticipate you're going to be 10 employees for the next 50 years, um, HubSpot will probably work fine for you, but we haven't really designed with you in mind. If you are 10 employees and you're hoping three years from now to be a thousand employees and you're trying to figure out that rocket ship of scale, like, yes, that's, we will help you do that. That is the journey we want to help you go through. Um, and, uh, and that, that is just kind of how HubSpot develops our tools. You know, you, you just brought that up. You just said, if you're three employees and you want to figure out how to go to a hundred, I mean, give me a success story that you've gotten, you know, cause I, I know you hear about, you know, tips and tricks and everything else, but give me a success story that you've heard from a business on using HubSpot, you know, just something that just made you say, that's why I do what I do. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is an old story, but it continues to be one of my favorites. I don't know. Um, if, if you or any of the listeners are, are familiar with Marcus Sheridan, he's, he's a guy who plays in the HubSpot ecosystem. He's written this book called They Ask You Answer. Um, but I love his story because um, he, was a, he, he worked at a, a swimming pool company, um, which so often when it comes yeah. to large physical products, uh, you know, whether it's manufacturing or, or whatever it is, um, those businesses tend to say like, this stuff HubSpot talks about is great for like software companies like HubSpot, but it never applied to us. But Marcus Sheridan, he and a couple of other guys started this a fiberglass swimming pool business. So these are like pre-manufactured pools. You dig a big hole in your backyard, put the pool in, you have it. Mm-hmm. Um, they started this company. It was doing okay. Um, and then the 2008 financial crisis hit and suddenly nobody was buying swimming pools anymore, right? Um, oh. and, and, and there was this one week where all these people who had paid them deposits uh, canceled their orders. And they lost basically all their on-hand cash in the course of a week because swimming pools are a luxury item, an expensive one. And when the economy is bad, people don't buy swimming pools. And so he he tells this story of one night, he's sitting at his his dining room table, uh, faced with like the potential of foreclosure on his house, right? He's got a wife and kids and like, what am I gonna do? he's just Googling around desperately trying to find anything. And he comes across HubSpot's blog, um, our marketing blog. Back then we were just a marketing tool. Um, and it was all about like how you can use content to, to reach potential customers and, and, and build trust mm-hmm. even before. And, uh, and he, this night, late at night, I, I have this image of him just sitting at this table, jotting down notes. He came up with this vision of, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna start a blog and I'm gonna answer every question anyone's ever asked me about swimming pools because his job previously had been walk the floor of their swimming pool shop and as people come in and walk ask questions he would answer them he's like i'm going to take all that knowledge yeah. I have. i'm going to publish it on the internet um and he did and he answered all the questions that salespeople are notoriously 
good at avoiding answering. He talked exactly how much it would cost to buy a swimming pool, right? Like what drives the price up? What complications do you run into when you're digging that hole? Um, do fiberglass swimming pools pop out of the ground? Apparently that's a rumor people hear sometimes. And he just addressed things. <laughs> how, how do you compare to your competitors? Who should not buy from you? All this stuff. And if you fast forward to today, um, to, to 2022 is when we're recording this, this episode, uh, River Pools and Spas, that company that was just three guys and a blog Marcus Sheridan started, is not the big, not just the biggest seller of fiberglass swimming pools in the United States, but now also the largest manufacturer of wow. fiberglass swimming pools in the United States because they were able to grow into the manufacturing thing. And, and it just all started with creating this content that answered questions people had. And, you know, using HubSpot to distribute it, right? I, I'm, I, I love to plug that piece of it. But really, like, the more important thing is HubSpot was a philosophy company before we were a software company. Before we built any software, our founders started this blog evangelizing this, this sort of thing that Marcus did, right? Which is just, you got to meet your customers as people. You've got to answer the questions they have. You've got to help Absolutely. them achieve their goals. And then, like... On top of that philosophy, they started building tools to enable you to do that. And they started with the marketing tools because it was in the modern world, it's really important that you have a website. It's really important that you have a blog. It's really important that you're posting things to social media so people can find you and know you exist and can engage with you and build that relationship. And then they expanded and, and they built the sales tools so you can start keeping track of the conversations you're having with people and, and, uh, and, and helping them make decisions that are right for them. And then we expanded to customer service tools because... You don't want to just like leave them hanging after they pay you money. You want to make sure they're they're yeah. happy and they're they're getting the value you promised. And and now we've invested in operations tools to kind of merge those three things together and make sure the handoffs are as smooth and invisible as possible so that your your customers don't feel like they're being passed around, you know? And 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 we continue to invest in delivering on what was initially a philosophy. We just really believe that this, this human interaction and building relationships with people and answering their questions and focusing on the customer um, should not just be lip service. It should not just be this thing. Every, every company is like, yeah, customers first, right? The customer is always right. But right. most, most companies can't figure out how to actually deliver on that. And I don't know. It's, it's not necessarily hypocrisy. It's sometimes just a general helplessness of like, customers yeah. are really hard to serve, you know? And, and sometimes, people, people, sometimes people just don't know how to serve them. That's right. just it. They don't, they don't know how to serve them. I, you, one of the questions that I was going to ask you and you kind of, you, 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 you led to it just now was uh, about the power of inbound, especially in this search heavy world, you know, yeah, uh, just, just how powerful it is. Um, uh, there's some folks now that they feel I just need to do SEO, just need to do SEO, but tell <laughs> me the power, tell me the power of inbound marketing and how all of this goes together, Kyle. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> SEO, like, yeah, I will say SEO is an important part of inbound, but if you are just focused mm -hmm. on SEO, you're missing the point, right? Like uh, uh, Google is constantly changing its algorithms. It's going to be, uh, you're always going to be aiming at a moving target when you're trying mm -hmm. to, to game your way to the top of the search engine results. Right. Um, and there is, you need to have strategies there. You need to invest in that, but what actually works what is actually the thing that will help your co company grow is figuring out where you can add value in the lives of the people you're trying to serve. And one thing I love to say is that every business is an expert in something. If you weren't, True. you wouldn't get to be a business, right? Like True. whatever space you're in, chances are you have competitors, probably a lot of them, but there's something you're the best in the world at, or at least the best in your area at right like uh, maybe maybe there are geographic restrictions and and so you are serving your area and you're doing whatever it is you got to figure out what that expertise is and you've got to let people access it before they do business with you right and if there are like i love making these little minute and a half two three minute long linkedin videos and putting them on linkedin right because mm -hmm. um that is a great way for people to 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 get a, a sense of what hubspot is like and if you can if you can just identify that thing, you know, the answers to maybe it's the, the classic question, do fiberglass swimming pools pop out of the ground, right? Like it, <laughs> whatever it is you're an expert in, make, make it a video, make it a blog post, put it out there so that when people come searching, they'll find you. One of my favorite examples, I think this is a hypothetical example, 
of how inbound marketing works is imagine you make cell phone, waterproof cell phone covers, right? Like mm-hmm. there are lots of ways you could try to sell that, right? You could go to the local mall if the local mall still exists and uh, set up a kiosk and everyone walks yeah. by, just like shove it in their face and say, hey, you wanna buy this cell phone cover? It's waterproof. Um, but people are gonna be like, what, who are you now? <laughs> you know, Or you could make a website that is a one-stop shop, world-class resource for all of the warranty information for every cell phone ever, right? So that when somebody Googles, I dropped my iPhone in a puddle and now it won't turn on. Can I fix it? Or like, is that covered by the warranty? Or what do I do? They land on your webpage instead of Apple's exactly. webpage, right? Yep. And, and you're going to have all the information there. Like, here's ways you can try to fix it. Here's how to decide whether or not it's covered by the warranty. Here's, you know, uh, uh, your options for replacing it when you need to just assume it's a total loss. Here's maybe how you can recover some of your data, even if the phone is a, right? If you can have all that, and then at the bottom say, by the way, if you had one of our waterproof cell phone covers, this never would have happened to you. Um, suddenly people will be like, oh man. I need this. I need this. I need this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like next time I uh, have a phone, I'm totally buying one of these water. The what? Waterproof? That's awesome. Like, you know, like that's, that's how you grow in the modern world, right? It's by leading with knowledge and empathy and empowering people and, and, and helping them sort through their goals and their fears and their challenges and make progress in their life. That will make them trust you as a as a brand, and if your product is relevant to that, then totally next time they buy a phone, mm-hmm. they're gonna buy one of your waterproof uh, phone covers, so that if they ever drop it in the phone or the toilet or the swimming pool again, it is going to be okay. Um, and now you have uh, not just someone who bought one of your cell phone covers, but someone who will probably advocate for you to their friends, like. Hey, have you seen my cell phone cover? Did you know it's totally waterproof? Like, man, my last phone, I dropped right. the bottle and it died. And this one, and, and now- like, I, I use my phone in the shower now. And, you know, like, whatever. Like, uh, people. And that- they're selling it for you now. They're selling yeah. it for you now. Yeah, exactly. You know, how do you feel about social media? And, and, and also how it integrates now, because you guys have a cool, and I asked this because you have a cool feature where you can actually manage your entire social media campaigns or, uh, through HubSpot. So how, how important is social media right now? Social media is huge. And it, I, like, I say this, it pains me a little to say this. I'm not really a social media guy. I don't remember last time I logged into Facebook. I don't even have an Instagram account. I post a lot on LinkedIn but that's like it. But as far as brands go, you know, and it depends, I guess, a little bit on how you define social media. It's a bit of a fuzzy tool, but like, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. You see stats that like YouTube is the second biggest uh, search engine in the world. Now (laughs) people go to YouTube to find information about stuff, right? Like if you were posting videos about waterproofing your phone or whatever or or swimming pools or ads or or software or whatever it is you sell um i tell youtube that's a great way to be found right Mm -hmm. and like i love some of the work brands do on twitter i feel like the fast food chains are really good at having like these these wendy's (laughs) and like you get people who like just follow wendy's on twitter because it's fun you know and like that counts for something, right? Like what used to require you to invest in radio ads and billboards, <laughs> like now you just kind of get for free by being having some kind of brand identity on social media. And then the other thing is, if you can be really responsive on social media, right? If someone is posting to whatever place, like, oh my, whatever, the whiteboard marker isn't working, you know, like, um, and if you can respond and be like, oh, you know, you, you store it, tip down and it'll work a little better or whatever. Like if people can see you helping, no product is perfect, right? Like, yep, and, and as consumers, we don't really expect that, right? But what we want is if it does not work the way we want it to, there to be a solution, there to be a really easy response. Like just Saturday, um, I, I called the place that, that holds my, uh, my, my student loans because I had a question about uh, a notice I got from them. And I've got to say, I, I pushed one button on the phone tree. It rang once. Someone answered. They had my account information pulled up based on my phone number. I asked them my wow. question. They answered it. The whole interaction was, I think, like six minutes long, which was not at all what I was prepared for. I set my kids down in front of a movie because like, I'm going to be an hour and a half waiting on hold, right? That was just my operating a- assumption. 
And then right. it was just like this incredibly smooth, helpful experience. And man, I, I just wanted to, to like, I was very happy to respond to the, the survey at the end, right? Will you hold for a one question survey? Yes, ask me 10 questions. I would love to tell you how great this experience was. You're, I like, really I'm, you're, like, you're like, I budgeted an hour for this. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to get to watch Winnie the Pooh with my kids now instead of just like uh, shoving them off on their own. And so like, yeah, I, I don't know. That's, I forget That's what so you're good, called, social media. I'm way off topic here. <laughs> no, you, you, you're fine. Just you're general fine. responsiveness, making yourself available, being where your customers are, right? If your customers love Instagram, you've got to be on Instagram, no yeah. matter how you feel about it personally, right? Yeah. If they are on TikTok now, you got to go figure out TikTok. I haven't, I haven't made that leap yet. Turns out HubSpot customers love LinkedIn. And so I'm just owning LinkedIn. I'm doing that one thing. Um, but just be where your people are and uh, serve them in the way they want to be served. Man, you know, Kyle, we could go all day about the features and HubSpot. I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of things we haven't touched on. Um, running your Google ads out of uh, HubSpot, your Facebook ads, and maybe maybe one day we can have a part two and people can we can talk about that, you know. Sure. Um, but I want to I want to wrap things up and I want to um, get into our lightning round is what we call it. And oh, this is oh kind boy. of where, right. where, where I where I ask you. All right, you ready for this, Kyle? I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna ask you just uh, you know what you think about you know certain mediums today there's no right or wrong answer um and you know like for example i ask you your opinion on radio today and you just tell me you know okay. so are you ready i'm ready i should do i should have like some cool countdown clock to be able to do that oh yeah there you go game show type stuff all right so um kyle radio what do you think about radio today i love radio i don't know how many people listen to the radio still but like I wake up to a radio alarm clock because I love radio. Okay. <laughs> Television. Uh, does that, um, that's a hard Broadcast one. Broadcast Let's say Broadcast uh, linear television. Te okay. li linear television. Um, I, I do not have broadcast television in my home. And I assume that's kind of typical of my generation. So I, I don't know exactly how well that's working. OTT. Streaming services. Um, that, that's probably really powerful right now, I would guess. Newspaper. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I They're still here, right? They still exist. And so I yeah. think for certain industries and markets, that probably works really well, better than other things. But as far as just like your general reach, I don't think I would make newspaper my first choice. Okay. How about out of home advertising like billboards? Um, as a motorist, I do not like billboards, but every now and then I'll see a billboard that just like really makes me love a company. I think if you can mm -hmm. do it right, it'll take you really far, but I think it's hard to do it right. Okay. Um, how about direct mail? People still do that. <laughs> they do. Please stop. I have so much junk mail. I don't even look at it. Like if it's not a bill or like a Christmas card, I don't even open it. I just throw it away. Right. Uh, um, let's just say uh, online advertising like uh, Google ads. Um, that's another one that I think uh, if done right can work really well. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I think you have to do that one to a certain extent. We talked about this earlier social media yeah um i don't i i'm I, I don't know how to talk to the difference between paid social media and just normal social media but at the very least have social media accounts and do that um mm -hmm. experiment with paid but if it doesn't pay out like you got to track the roi and stuff on it inbound marketing this should be a everybody <laughs> do that it's free it works um it's it takes it, it I, i'll be very upfront like it's not easy Right. It's going to take a lot of energy, but it won't cost you anything. And if you can nail it, then your company is set. That's awesome. I think that's the perfect way for us to begin wrapping up. Uh, Kyle, man, you know, like I told you, I was super excited to talk to you today. I'm a fan 
uh, of yours. I love watching your content and not, and, and it's true that you really keep people up to date because uh, like you, you launched something yesterday about the quotes and how it makes it like a nice presentation. I'm like, what? I was using a tool for that. Now I can go over here. <laughs> so, so yeah. thank you. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for the passion that you bring to it. Cause you know, truly Kyle, um, you know, I, I, I mean this with all sincerity, you, you are a true gem to HubSpot and you are a fantastic resource to a lot of other companies and businesses and people who watch your content. So I thank you so much. I want to thank you for that. Thank um, you. And uh, thanks for having me here. This has been fun. So Kyle, um, tell people how they can find you. They keep hearing about this LinkedIn channel. Tell them how they can find you. Where can they yeah, find come- Kyle and what's, and what's next? Yeah. C- c- come find me on LinkedIn. Um, Kyle Jepson. I believe it's in slash Kyle Anthony Jepson. Now you all know my middle name. Um, but yeah, connect with me there. Um, I am, t- tell me that uh, you you heard me on the ad cast uh, if you want to send a connect request and then I'll be happy to connect and, and chat with you and, and answer any questions I can. Um, as for what's next, um, man, there's a lot of, like, I, I, <laughs> I stay abreast and, and I tell people everything as soon as I can, but like, inbound our huge inbound event we do in in, this year it's hybrid in boston and and in september yep and Mm -hmm. that is kind of when we do our big product announcements and we've got we've got some big ones planned so i would definitely set your eyes on that uh, and i will be i will have a lot of fun things to make videos about when september comes uh, I'm I'm gonna be at inbound now. I want to see, see you when I come there. Okay, awesome. I want to see yeah. you. I think you guys actually just brought on Viola Davis as one of the speakers there. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a lot of yeah inbound speaker lineup is always really solid. So man, well, uh, it's it's been a pleasure, and you know, guys, follow Kyle. You won't be disappointed at all. He will definitely not waste your time. And to everyone out there, if you feel this podcast has been a resource to you and you feel that others can actually get something from it and utilize it, you know, uh, give us a like and subscribe and give us five-star rating. I'm going to ask for a five-star rating because I think we deserve there it. There you go. And uh, follow Kyle and check out HubSpot. Go to HubSpot.com. Check out all the tools and tricks from Kyle and then go to the platform, sign up. It's totally free, like he said, and see what it does for your business. Uh, this is the AdCast. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to give us a five-star rating. 